Welcome to episode 148 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This week we are looking at Season 6, Episode 22, the Season 6 finale, Biogenesis. This was written by Chris Carter and Frank Spotnitz, and was directed by Rob Bowman. It originally aired on May 16, 1999. The IMDb user score has risen from 8.4 to 8.5 out of 10. And the action is divided between Washington State and the west coast of Africa, specifically the Ivory Coast. So this is a big change and shift in the mythology of the series. The last time we had mythology-based episodes, it ended up with the deaths of everyone in the syndicate with the exception of the cigarette-smoking man who escaped with Diana Fowley. But their plans to coordinate with the aliens, to have people replaced and turned into alien-human hybrids, was effectively thwarted. There's nothing left for them to do. Which is consistent with the rumors that Chris Carter came in with just a five-season plan, was going to wrap it up with the movies, and then ended up stretching that storyline a little bit further when he found out that it was going to continue with season six and seven. So he needed to find a new direction, a new element to bring into the mythology. And that's what we get here. We get some scientists who are criticized for supporting the idea of panspermia, but there's a little bit of conflation here. Panspermia is generally regarded as a well-respected and often viable scientific hypothesis. Now, Scully refers to it as a theory in this episode. Scully wouldn't have made that mistake. That's a case of the writers coming in without a strong scientific background. Panspermia is a hypothesis. It doesn't get upgraded from hypothesis to theory until it gets tested. And to be fair to the writers, I say it's their unfamiliarity. They may have actually been completely familiar with the accurate terminology, but chose to use the popular inaccurate terminology so that the mass audience would interpret the statement properly or improperly, but use the anticipated improper interpretation. That is a definite possibility as well. But I do think it's out of character for Scully to refer to it as a theory rather than the hypothesis that it is. Now, the crackpot science comes in with the degree to which it's taken. So panspermia is the idea that maybe life on Earth started when it was carried from other planets. And that has been treated as a viable mechanism for the creation and distribution of life throughout the solar system. Sometimes there are collisions in space. Just think of the asteroid that hit hard enough to wipe out the dinosaurs and cause that extinction. They actually count all five extinctions that we're aware of in the opening credits. It's very reasonable that some debris from that will carry organic materials into space. If that should ever land on another planet, the simplest organisms may continue and thrive and survive. This takes it much further than that. So we've got some graphite rubbings that are leaping together 
in what appeared to be self-repair from across a room, specifically impaling themselves in the Bible. These are causing Mulder headaches. Now, on screen, I saw nothing that explained why Mulder was being affected and nobody else was. In The Complete X-Files, Behind the Series, The Myths, and the Movies, by Matt Hurwitz and Chris Knowles, with a forward by Chris Carter, it's explained that Mulder's affected because of the black oil virus that is lying dormant since the Tunguska Terma two-parter in Season 4. And that's what's keen with him. Doesn't quite explain why he's incapacitated when Krychek is fine, when Krychek had even greater exposure. But we do get that Mulder is having some psychic phenomenon. So he realizes that somebody else is working the case, and Skinner is withholding that information from him and Scully. Although he doesn't just psychically divine that it's actually Krychek, who since the episode SR-819 has been able to control Skinner under threat of death. And Krychek is wiping out people who have encountered this artifact. Ultimately, Scully is at odds and does not trust either Skinner or Fowley. She realizes that Mulder's office has been bugged. She strongly suspects Skinner, although she doesn't have proof. She is correct that if it wasn't him, it would have been Krychek working and getting away with it with Skinner's support. And she's tipped to this because Skinner is well aware of a report that Scully hadn't filed yet, based on a conversation she had with Mulder in Mulder's office. Mulder ends up completely incapacitated. Instead of just being temporarily affected by the rubbing, the more exposure he has to it, the more he has problems with headaches and oral dissonance, as the subtitles refer to them. Because Scully is out of town completing the investigation, Mulder calls Agent Fowley. So Diana Fowley is at his apartment caring for Mulder and eventually taking him to the hospital and ultimately to a sanitarium. While Scully is completing the investigation, including the extreme illness of Albert Hosteen, who was translating these symbols because these artifacts found in Africa have Navajo text on them. And Albert Hosteen was able to translate some of them as passages from the Bible. And this is where the extreme science comes in. This is less a scientific hypothesis and more just outright conjecture. The ancient alien idea, where religion and perhaps even our intelligence and the evolutionary leap that took us into Homo sapien was all sparked by aliens from outside the solar system who came in and caused it with humans. I mean, it worked well enough in 2001 A Space Odyssey in those Odyssey series to have an alien race that provided the monoliths that produced the tipping point. But what works well in science fiction doesn't work that well in science fact. This is a conjecture based on zero evidence. It's taking a lack of evidence as proof that there's something missing and then wildly conjecturing where that missing idea came from. 
So while panspermia is acknowledged as a means of life spreading throughout the universe, it's not proven that that's how life came to Earth, nor is it anywhere close to proven or even terribly respected to say that intelligent life was a product of alien meddling on the planet. This was also apparently something of a challenge for David Duchovny to film. As we know, he was married to Taya Leone at this time, and his first child was born two days after filming wrapped, so he was rather preoccupied while this was being filmed. We've got three notable guest stars in this episode. Murray Rubinstein plays Dr. Stephen Sandoz. He was the intended collaborator in America when the African scientist comes across. He's got a few credits to his name, mostly TV guest appearances, starting with Law and Order in 1990, and then a lot of one-time appearances in a lot of these shows, three episodes of LA Firefighters. This is his only episode of The X-Files. He was in nine episodes of American Dreams, best known for Nowhere Man, Jag, 18 Fingers of Death, and this one. Now, Michael Chinyamurindi, I hope I pronounced that correctly, plays Dr. Solomon McMullen. This is his only X-Files appearance. He was the scientist that came over from Africa. He's also known for Congo, Skyscraper, Georgia the Jungle, Profiler, Bold and Beautiful, Young and the Restless, and a number of other appearances over the years. He's also appeared in Final Fantasy XII as Gareth Greatchief. And probably the most recognizable guest star is Michael Ensign. He plays Dr. Barnes in this and the next episode of The X-Files. To me, he'll always be known as the hotel manager from Ghostbusters, who calls them in when they originally capture Slimer. But this is a guy who's also been in Titanic, Star Trek, Voyager, Two Guys, A Girl, and A Pizza Place, Not Another Teen Movie, Enterprise, Monk, Boston Legal, CSI, War Games. He's got 174 credits to his name, some of which are still coming out here in 2018, so he is still active. There's actually a couple of very good interviews with him in Phoenix Foundation a MacGyver podcast. The podcast itself is going through episode by episode of MacGyver, and they were able to interview Michael Ensign about his two guest appearances on that series. So they divided that interview into two pieces, so you can hear his relevant talk about those in each piece. So all in all, this is an interesting episode pushing the myth arc in new directions. It's Less pulps pounding and breakneck than previous season finales, but it's really a slow build that works very effectively, I find. So that's about all we have to say about Biogenesis. Join us again next week for the season six overview and wrap up episode. The week after that, we are looking at the X Files spoof episode of Babylon 5 Crusade. And then the week after that, specifically Christmas Day, 
We are going to be looking at The Six Extinctions, Parts 1 and 2, kicking off Season 7. So it's going to be a pretty full December for the X-Files Retrospective Podcast. Thank you for listening.